Welcome to the Dutch Endeavor Podcast. Another one. We're still going. Kind of a somber day today for a lot of us. And I hope for everyone who listens to this. If you haven't heard the news, you've clearly been living under a rock. But uh, Maharishi El Rushbo. He passed away today and uh, it's been impactful. I haven't cried, eh, maybe in private, but um, it's been a tough day today. Rush Limbaugh has passed away and I just starting out in this and not being the orator the, the orator that he was. I don't know what words to say other than he was a a defining character or he was a defining man of the conservative side. I I've listened to Rush for I'm pretty sure my entire life. Even before I was able to comprehend what the man was saying. I'm relatively positive my father, who is a ditto head, those are the original Rush listeners, played in the v- in the car when we went somewhere. We I listened to Rush. And then as I got older, I, I am a Rush baby. I've, I've listened to Rush, again, since the day I was born, since as long as I can remember. I think he went on in 88, so I was a couple years old, two, three, four, um, when he actually went on national radio. And I've listened to him ever since. I mean, the man was an icon. He was, he was the voice for the conservatives that win, and we still don't have one, but I, I know I'm rambling here, but he was Rush Limbaugh. There's nothing else to say. The man was a genius. He was a god. Not a real god, but you know what I mean. And his famous line, talent on loan from God. I think he understood that, and I think he personified that. And I think it's important that love him or hate him, he still respected what he did. The man... He's almost too big to describe. And I don't, I don't want to get sentimental on this because we're going to start ripping into people real soon. But rest in peace, Rush Limbaugh. El Rushbo, Maha Rushi. I, I loved that man. You know, I mean, I love my dad and brother, you know, in a different way. But I loved Rush, Rush Limbaugh and he loved us, his listeners. And it's important to make that that point um I think it's all I mean I'll get more sentimental about it but let's just we lost a legend today and the right is sad the left took it as a giant opportunity and mind you the party of unity and tolerance took it upon themselves to shit all over a dead man which just proves again what kind of scumbags they really are. And 
I, I've been looking for left-leaning friends of mine to come on and talk. Kyle's done it, and he's not a shit-eater who's going to crap on Limbaugh. I mean, he might. I'm not even sure he knows Limbaugh's dead. Um, but if anybody on the left that would like to chime in, I'd love to hear it. Because there's no defensible stance you can take against Limbaugh. Now again, people will say, oh, he's such a horrible person because he said, you know, there's like Snow White House cat, but did you know there was a White House dog and it was a picture of Chelsea Clinton when she was 13. Maybe in bad taste, but funny. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I thought it was funny. I still think it's kind of funny. Because if you knew what she, or if you know what she grew up to be, yeah, she's a left-wing whack job who is part of the Clinton crime family. So he wasn't in bad taste for that. I'm sure you all have many, many reasons why Rush is horrible. And I'm, I'm just here to tell you, you're wrong. The guy was, he made talk radio. He created it for the for any side that wasn't the left and he he was a pioneer he was just again I can't put into words again I've been drinking heavily today the weather we'll get in all that and it's just this might be a little incoherent but bear with me <laughs> Um, I love Rushy. I think he did a fantastic job. I listen to the man religiously. I even... Uh, I've been going to PT for the past six months, and I'm debating whether to discuss this, and I think I will, but let's just bypass that now. But I've been going to PT for six months, and I make my appointments at X time, so when I'm finished, I can hop in the car and I can turn on Rush and I can make the 45-minute drive home to listen to Rush right before he makes his hourly exit, and then I can pick him up at home on the interwebs. And today really struck a chord when, you know, you heard that Pretender song that we all know, yeah, if you don't know it, fuck you. Um, but we heard it, and then the, you know, usually the announcer says, and filling in for Rush is Mark Stein, which I love Mark, or someone else, because we all know Rush has been dealing with lung cancer for the past year or so. So he's had some guest hosts, he's done it himself, but the man's trooped through. And usually we're waiting for, you know, the Pretender song, and it says, now filling in for Rush is blah, 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 blah. But I didn't get that today. The song played longer than it normally does, and uh, the announcer came on and said, you know, here's uh, Catherine Limbaugh, and you knew, I knew, I knew what she was going to say, and it just, it was tough. Rush has, he hasn't defined me as a person, but he's been a big influence for all my time here, 35 years. Why I vote the way I do, why the I think the way I do, and I wasn't 
brain rot washed by Rush. Because there's tons of people who were like, I was liberal and I listened to Rush. And it turns out he he wasn't crazy. He was right. He didn't ever, like, just berate you into believing what he thought. He laid out a logical, intelligent argument to being a conservative. And I, I think a lot of people have converted from liberal to conservative because of Rush. I don't think anyone's ever gone from conservative to liberal because of Rush or because of anyone other than they're fucking crazy. And it was just, it was tough to hear her say that stuff. Um, and then I had to go shopping and stuff, so I missed the uh, the cuts and stuff. But I, I heard everything his wife had to say, and it was it was touching. It was heartbreaking. It was everything. It was, and I'm, again, I'm not someone who like if a celebrity dies, I I'm crying, crushed over. I don't care. If someone dies, then I don't know. And I didn't know Rush Limbaugh, but that one struck a chord. Um, yeah, it was tough. What was even tougher is getting on social media. On Twitter, I only did Twitter, fuck Facebook or any of the other ones. I know they're all the same, I just, I'm not involved with those. But to get on there and see the, the hatred for a dead man... And I, and I was taught that, you know, never speak ill of the dead. Apparently the left was never taught that unless... Nope, they just never were. These are evil people. That, I mean, I've been saying this, and <laughs> you know the irony of all this is what Rush has been telling us for 30 years, or plus, 30 years plus about the left, they solidified today. These people are fucking crazy. And that's it. It just it's nuts to me that the hatred they have for this man and that they would say it on the date of his death. So, um there's been some prominent liberals who have died in my lifetime and I haven't said anything. Just nothing. I didn't have anything good or bad to say. I just didn't say anything because I'm not a fucking whack job. You know, when Ted Kennedy died, he didn't do some great things. That's the most recent. He wasn't a pillar of, you know, whatever. I just didn't say anything. Uh, I'm sorry he died. I hope his family finds peace, and I hope he finds peace. But I didn't shit all over the man. But the tolerant left thought today would be a perfect day to shit all over Rush Limbaugh. And... Coming from the party of unity and tolerance. And you don't see it. That's what I don't understand is how people on the left still don't see the double standard. You know, the conservatives just bend over and take it. Actually, more to the, the Republican Party just bends over and takes it. And move on. It's okay. But you just shit on a dead man all day and people like pilot like someone actually or not someone but I'm sure it was someone started this but there was a trending topic today that was rest and piss. Fuck you you dirty scumbag piece of shit. If you use that hashtag today 
you're a scumbag and you deserve to go to hell. Rush Limbaugh never showed malice. And I understand if you didn't get his humor or sarcasm, it just meant you were stupid. But he wasn't malicious towards anyone in the way... And I know a lot of you, and I hope you do. I hope if you are a liberal who listens to this, and a crazy liberal, I hope you tweet me, at Dutch the Beast, and you show me clear evidence of when Rush Limbaugh was malicious, hatefully malicious, towards anyone. Because I've got 10 billion examples of it today where you guys pissed on a man's grave like the shitheads that you are and I'm going to lump all of you on it because you know what if the guy next to you in the same group is doing it and you don't stand up and say hey you know what man probably not the best idea and you just let it happen that not only makes you a coward but you're just as big as a piece of shit as he is and it was it was a little bit hurtful today that people would pile on like that. We gotta, I just, R.I.P. Rush, I love you, buddy. Rest in peace. I always will. But we gotta move on. I, it, it'll get too angry and boring. If we want to talk more about Rush, we can. When I'm a little bit more composed, I think it'll come. Um, but we can talk about other things that are happening Let's, uh, so now we're going to get super serious. We're going to have an explanation from Dutch. And if you don't understand this, listen, because I'll explain it to you. So let's start with the rumor of the student loan debt forgiveness. Um, it will happen. I, I think that this is one of their goals is to forgive student loan debt. And the reason that they're able to do that is because the federal government has monopolized student loans. So most of the student loans go through the federal government and they're able to forgive this debt. Now, we're not sure whether they're going to forgive all your debt, 5000 10000 20000 100000 It doesn't matter. Do you understand that if the federal government forgives your student loan debt, we have a couple of issues. Number one is it will be added to the national debt because they're still going to pay it. They're just not going to make you do it. Well, they're going to indirectly make you not do it. I'm still going to have to pay for it because it will be added to the debt, which taxes will collect, blah, blah, blah. I hope you understand that. If you don't, I will try and explain it. If we forgive the debt, we will add another two trillion, maybe, to the uh, the deficit on top of the other two trillion that we're going to do for a stimulus packet package on top of the four that we have. So we'll be at eight trillion. And who pays our debts? Taxpayers. Do you, do you understand that? I'm not sure everyone does. Secondly, I went to college, I had a degree, or I got a degree, I paid my student loans back. I That's kind of what you do when you take out a loan, is you agree to pay it back with interest, and that's how it works. What about me? I, I paid my loans back. I did what I was supposed to do. I did what I agreed to do under a contract. 
and for everyone to get their loans forgiven, fuck you. I, no, seriously, fuck you. <laughs> Just because you thought you were going to go get a degree in gender studies and that's worth dick all, and now you can't get a job or you can't pay... That's not my fucking fault that you planned poorly. I didn't plan poorly. And I paid back the money that I owned because I'm a responsible person. And if you didn't, fuck you. And you need to pay the consequences for that. Literally pay the consequences. Pay the money back that you owe. And not add to the deficit. It just, and it's crazy that people actually think that this is a viable option that should be explored. No, it's not. You agreed to pay the money back. Pay the fucking money back. End of story. You, do you want your car loan forgiven? Ah, that's a stupid question. Of course you do. You're dumb shit. Uh, oh, Christ. Oh, moving. We'll just go with, uh, and we'll continue on this with simple economics. a ton of talk about raising the minimum wage or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, this is going to be a lesson in economics from Dutch. I don't think it's going to be wrong, but there might be a couple things. And eh. Again, find me on the Twitter or whatever the fuck you want to do and you can shit all over this. But let me explain to you how the economy works in reference to minimum wage. So, if you want to play, pay someone at Burger King $15 an hour to flip burgers, Burger King, McDonald's, Taco Bell, Barfo Bell, what, whatever. $15 an hour to flip burgers, fry fries, make tacos, whatever. Do you understand that that burger will be $15 instead of $7 now? So, it's a wash. The actual dollar figure of money is 100% completely irrelevant. Um, there's no difference between a burger costing $1,000 and a burger costing $1. It's just the price of other things relative to that will change. So, if we have burgers if we have minimum wage at $15 and a burger is now $15, that means that your $200,000 house will now be $400,000 house. And your $3 loaf of bread will now be $6 loaf of bread. I mean, do you understand that concept that the actual number doesn't matter, it's the value. So, for instance, and this is a drastic exaggeration or hyperbole but if a loaf of bread costs one tenth of one cent and a house costs five dollars it doesn't matter it's it's the value of that money so you you could pay a fast food worker twenty five thousand dollars an hour but the burger will cost fifty thousand dollars and your house will cost ten trillion, so it it doesn't it it doesn't matter what the actual number is, its value, 
And the way I see it is we should get rid of minimum wage. We should get rid of all this crap. And just start with you work for what you will work for. So, for instance, let's use... Uh, we'll go back to flipping burgers. So, we'll say McDonald's says, look, um, I want to hire a burger flipper for one penny. And if no one is willing to work for one penny, they have to raise it. And they'll say, okay, two pennies. And no one's willing to work for two pennies. So they have to raise it to three pennies. And now people are willing to work for three pennies. So the people work for three pennies, and it turns out that they get nine pennies a week, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. Like, the numbers don't matter, but they get X dollars a week or X pennies a week. But it turns out that they can't afford a house at that price. And if everyone in the market is making that value percentage or whatever, that value and no one buys houses, the price of houses will come down because they still have to sell houses. So now your house, instead of being $9, is going to be $1. So then the people who are making the nine pennies a week can get a mortgage and they can afford the $1 house. And the economy has corrected itself. Now everybody's gonna say, but 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 Dutch, we can't all just flip burgers. Well, of course we can't all flip burgers. But if your education level is that of flipping burgers, that's your fault. It's not mine or it's not the government's. It's not anybody's, but yours. Minimum skills, minimum wage. Minimum whatever. Oh, but you don't have access. We can get into education reform later. And that goes back to the student debt thing that the government has federalized student loans and they basically give it to everybody at no price. So colleges can charge whatever they want and the government will pay for it and the consumer is saddled with the debt and it doesn't matter because fuck them. That's not the way that this works. It's it's like the medical thing and we, we'll get into this later because... Um, I do, I've listened to another talk show host, Manny Connell, who is talking about socialized medicine, and I think this is an important point, uh, but it's not for this podcast, because it's not extremely complex, but it needs to be articulated in a way that you all can understand, and I'm not saying that you can't, I just would like to present it in a better way than uh, me being shit-faced hammered, uh, but again like simple economics the market will dictate what minimum wage is the government doesn't need to and unfortunately some people are going to have to suffer for a little bit but eventually the market will correct itself capitalism will correct itself and you know the price of what you actually need will come down compared to what you're making or what you're making will come up to the price of what you need because that's the decision that you make that says you know I, I can't work for three pennies I can work for six and then you agree to work for six we don't need the government to dictate what you'll work for you work for what you want to work for uh, we can bring illegal immigrants into this and it'll get even more muddy and that'll be an immigration talk but again this was a simple economics discussion where it's just like 
work for what you're worth and then what you're worth if you get paid that you can use it in turn to purchase things adequate to what you're worth you know again if you flip burgers at mcdonald's the chances of you owning a 5,000 square foot home in say denver is none but that job doesn't you don't deserve that with that job I don't think flipping burgers at McDonald's is not a career and don't get me wrong if you start out flipping burgers good for you because you will move up Uh, McDonald's is a very good company about moving up providing education skills for their employees but you know if you're 50 and still flipping burgers that's on you brother you fucked up or sister you messed up somewhere and that is what you deserve you deserve a burger flipper house you don't deserve a lawyer house those guys went to school they spent a fuckload of money and you know they they worked hard and blah blah but you no or an entrepreneur you don't deserve that and for the government to step in and be like, well, we're all equal. Fuck with that. We're not all equal, unfortunately. No, fortunately, we're not all equal. That's Competition breeds excellence. And that can go into our social medicine thing, that how America is so far and ahead beyond in the medical field. It's not even fucking funny. Uh, and if you disagree with that, you're stupid. I don't even want to hear from you because you're a moron. Capitalism has driven the medical field into the stratosphere of perfection and it's not perfect so don't don't quote me on that but capitalism has driven the medical field into places we never thought it would be you think communism paying doctors the same as a trash man not that that's not a good job it's just you think paying them the same would have gotten us the same results as we have now the same developments in modern medicine of course not and if you do you're stupid and i can't help you i can help willing to learn that's the new title i can't help stupid you can't fix stupid so we covered simple economics also i am back from vacation like permanently now not permanently i'll go on vacation again but i did make it back up to the mountains um the trip up wasn't as bad trip back wasn't as bad as the first time but still equally bad i don't want it's not that i don't want it's that i can't stand people from other states oh this is perfect okay so if you're not from here don't drive in snowstorms just stay the fuck home um so today yeah a little sidetrack but uh, my dog Bo, who's a beautiful black lab, we might p- post some pictures of him, but he's Bo's awesome. He's Bo too, actually. Uh, once a week, he goes to uh, like doggy daycare, like dog camp, and he just he gets to play with his friends and do things and it tires them out, and it's fun. Um, you know, back when we always used to work and things like that, and he goes to doggy daycare. <laughs> so I'm I'm picking Bo up today and. Where I live, we got a lot of snow in a very short amount of time. We had three to four inches in less than an hour. And I'm driving to pick up Bo, and we're whiteout conditions. 
I've lived here, so I have four-wheel drive, I have good tires, and I'm not fucking retarded. So I made it to Bo. On my way to Bo, as we, you know, make the turns and start going to these, this is a private residence too. This isn't like one of those conglomerate things. We've had dogs go there before, and it didn't end up well. But there's a suit. Uh, there's a car in front of me. And scratch that S. Fuck you. It's better if you don't know. There's a car in front of me that they turn into the the residence, and I turn behind them, and they park in the driveway like a complete fucking retard that no one can in or out. Just unbelievable. And you know, I maneuver around them. And um, they don't get out of the car. So I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm going to do it. So I go up there. I knock on the door. And, you know, I wait for the guy to come out and retrieve Bo. And the woman in the, the car that arrived before me comes out on the phone. She's got the phone up to her head. And she's talking to me, the owner, and on the phone. And, uh, you know, I say to the the proprietor hey you know you guys don't have any snow yet it's barely snowing here Vic where I live and he knows where I live but you know uh, east of the highway I mean it's snowing I mean it is snowing he says yeah I heard that you know it's I I definitely am not going to take this road home because it's a shit show of morons well the woman on the phone hears this and oh I should mention when she got out of her car she looked like she was going to cry They just have that look. And when she hears this from me that I'm not going to take this specific road back home, she that's when the the little tears start streaming down. It's like, wait, what the fuck? And she says, well, if I can't take this road home, how do I get home? It's like, well, I'm going to take this road and that road, which are a different road in a different direction, but still gets you the same place. And she's like, oh, my God, where is panicking beyond belief and uh, it's like you know no, you're going to be fine just you know unless you want to take this road and spend you know an hour to 45 minutes for a mile or two with fucking morons and he's like oh no I don't want to so what do I and I you know I tell her and then at the end and she's still on the phone with what I'm assuming is her husband and this is the crusher she ends the call and the conversation with us with thank god I've got a Subaru and she had Texas license plates so let's let's discuss this a little bit first of all if you're from Texas you need to say fucking Texas because I've just witnessed one of your people crying at doggy daycare because she didn't want to go home in the snow. You don't belong here. And um, quite frankly, if you don't know how to drive here, you don't know how to be a Colorado, fucking go away. You've ruined our state as much as California has. And you're like, well, God damn it, we're conservative too and blah, blah. Yeah, but you're a dumb shit. And that's the problem. You're the reason that I-70 is fucked up on ski days. It's because you don't know how to drive. Yes, I do. I got me a four-wheel drive. Yeah, but four-wheel drive, yeah, perfect. I can do 80 up the pass. The problem is you can't stop doing 80 down the pass. Fuck. But you'll continue to do this. So Texas, stay in fucking Texas. California, stay in fucking California. All right? 
And Subarus are not the end-all, be-all. 99% of the time I'm driving and someone is fucking traffic up and it's a Subaru. It really is. It's... I don't know their commercials have brainwashed y'all or whatever, but you can't just buy a Subaru and drive like a dipshit. It has all-wheel drive. Get some good tires and go. But of course you're not from here, so you don't know what the fuck you're doing and... You're ruining my state. Or you've ruined my state. Um, so yeah, she... Horrible wreck of crying in Subaru. Fuck off, Subarus, Texas, California, all of you. Um, so I, I take a back way home, kind of. And I take this road, that this road is, it's a dirt road, actually, in between a bunch of paved. I don't live out in the real fucking country, but kind of in the country. And I know this road very well. And you go up the hill and you snake, and then you go up a actual hill, a loop. It, it's pretty steep. And then it levels out and you're all fine. So I'm following this moron in a Hyundai who I, I have a feeling won't make it. So I drop way, way back. Because they're going to go up the last part of this hill. They're going to get stuck at the top. And chances are they won't be on the left or the right side. They'll fishtail in the center. We're all going to be fucked. This is what I'm thinking. Well, son of a bitch, I watch them go up there and they do the exact thing that I said they, they were going to do. They literally go up, they make it almost to the top, and instead of stopping, backing up, doing something smart, they just gun it, they fishtail, and they block the road. So now no one can get there. And they're at the crown of the hill, so anyone coming towards is going to smash her front and fuck them up. And don't get me wrong. It was snowing. There was probably six inches of snow on the ground and whiteout conditions. But Dutch, I have to go out in this. If you know you have to go out, be prepared. And this person was ill-prepared. So they're stuck up there and then uh, they finally stop flailing around and there's enough room for me to go past them. So I go past them. And I didn't stop. And it's not because I'm a shithead, but I didn't have the tow rope. I also have an injury that I wasn't about ready to, like, you know, fuck around with that. And you're stupid, so you should probably pay for being stupid. <laughs> and I went home. <laughs> It, it's super easy. I take the back way. Again, there's a lot of snow whiteouts, but again, I'm prepared. I have a vehicle that can do it. I have tires that can do it. I'm experienced. I did it. If you're not, fucking stop. You're ruining this for everyone else. Because driving to go get Bo, the dog, I saw my path home, and it was already completely fucked up. And it's like, I'm absolutely not doing this. Because there's stupid people at the bottom of the hills who can't make it up the hills. And just, fuck you. Stay home. Well, but I have to go to work. I have to... Then be prepared. Get a four-wheel drive vehicle with good tires. Or, I have an idea. Don't stop, at a Don't stop in the middle of a hill and then try and gun your front-wheel drive piece of crap up the hill. Take a constant speed and just go up the hill. You won't lose traction, I promise. It's 
super easy. So that was this afternoon, and then that's when you know you get home and you start hitting it hard, and that's why this podcast is what it is right now. Um, let's see what else. Oh, speaking of the cold, Texas is fucked. I mean, the South is fucked, and there's there's a ton of reasons why. Some people are going to blame fossil fuels. Some are going to blame renewable. I'm not going to blame anyone but the Texas infrastructure. Like, how do you fuck this up? It only happens every 75 years. Well, yeah, now people are dying. Probably should have thought about that, dub shit. Um, What I will talk about is the renewable or, uh, yeah, the green, clean energy that I saw in posts on the internet of frozen windmills where there's a lot of wind energy in Texas. And if you don't believe that or you think, well, you're stupid again. But there's a frozen windmill and there's a helicopter running on petroleum products de-icing this frozen windmill with petroleum products. So Eliminating petroleum products is, again, a dumb fucking idea. I'm all for coming up with a new idea. And I have the new idea. We all do. It's nuclear. It's clean. It's safe. It's blah, blah, blah. But for whatever reason, nobody wants to do it. But let's face facts. Wind and solar energy aren't the answer. They're not efficient enough right now to provide the energy that we need. How do you think you make a windmill? You think all that stuff's completely devoid of petroleum fuck no it's not also i see him driving the blades down the highway in a diesel run pickup truck petroleum or on a train that runs on diesel petroleum all this stuff what do you think the trucks made out of plastic steel petroleum products they make so much more than gas and oil it's literally everything you use comes from petroleum and like i said kyle and i discussed this earlier it's a natural thing that when used pollutes the environment is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. That'd be like saying, hey, I only eat organic, which is natural. And by me or eating organic is actually causing me and the environment to die. You're stupid. And that's not a thing. Um, I do feel bad for the people in Texas, though, who are unprepared. I also think that you should be a little bit prepared. Once in a million years, shit. Yeah, you should prepare for once in a million. Or one in a million. You should prepare for one in a billion. Um, I also, because I'm not entirely sure, because everyone's saying that, oh, well, the natural gas was diverted to power plants instead of homes, and the power plants couldn't deliver electricity because the ice storms and stuff crashed. And that's, again, on Texas to... Just give them the natural gas, because even if you have a natural gas stove, you can light that with, like, a big lighter. You don't need your stove to ignite it. There's also ways to light your furnace, if it's a natural gas furnace, without electricity. Like, it's, it's a mechanical thing. The electricity turns the mechanical valve to let the gas through, and then once the gas is through, you ignite it with, you know, your big lighter or whatever. And, I mean, there are ways around it. I do feel bad for them, but I also don't feel bad because 
you know, they've rammed down this green energy shit that actually doesn't work. And then you have, you know, uh, Biden's ginger up there saying, well, it was actually the failure of natural gas and oil. Yeah, fine. Then your infrastructure's fucked. Either way, it's someone's fault. And if it's the government's fault, it's also your fault for depending on the government. Don't depend on these fuckers for anything. And I, I don't understand why everyone keeps depending on them for shit. They're not good at anything. They do a terrible job of everything. Stop depending on the... Yeah, buy yourself a gym. Oh, I can't afford a gym. I'm sorry, man. It, it, shit. Buy yourself stashes. Oh, I can't... It, Sorry, I, you can't do fucking better in life. And then you can prepare for this. Well, it, it's never done this in 50 or 75 years. Okay, yeah, fine. I, yeah, I understand it hasn't done it in 50 or 75 years. But when it does do it and now you're fucked and you're crying about it, I again, I feel bad, but part of this is self-reliance, self-responsibility. You know, and it could even come down to as crazy as you probably should have voted for better people. I feel like you voted for dumb fucks in Texas. Uh, let's see. Oh, Biden. Jesus Christ. I don't understand how people can still be on this bandwagon. So, uh, Biden had a town hall last night, I think. And let's start, I don't know if this was first or second, but Biden said that, you know, before we took office, we didn't have vaccines, and now we do. There were vaccines before Biden took office. That's just a fact. Now, is Biden lying, or did he misspeak? Of course he's not lying because nobody's going to call him out on that. He might have misspoke. It's another gaffe. Do you want a walking gaffe to be your president? Clearly because a fuckload of you voted for him and you're... God, you're fucking stupid and I... I feel bad for you. I don't... I'm not angry. I am angry, but I don't... I'm not angry at you. I just... I feel bad for you that you thought that this was a better option than what might go down as the greatest president ever. So Biden says, you know, there was no vaccines um, prior to me taking office when there actually was. And then he talks about a vaccinator. Very, very adamant about getting that OR out there <laughs> as a way to administer. But it's, just, it's a little thing like that. It, is he a lying or is it a gaffe? No one's going to cover that. He also said, um, <laughs> it's almost, I don't know how to, I'll paraphrase a little bit, but not much. I think he said that the blacks and the brown people, black and black people and brown people are having trouble getting on this COVID vaccine list because they just don't know how to use the internet. Now you can take this a couple ways. You can say that they don't know how to use the internet because they don't have the internet because this country is racist and they don't give it to black and brown people. 
or you could go with the logical step that has been proven time and time again that Biden literally said black and brown people are too stupid to use the internet. But don't worry, we'll find some way to defend him, some way to make this okay. But could you imagine if Trump said that? Could you? I th- I really think that it might have been the end of days. Uh, I mean, Trump said, I don't think he said anything as stupid as that. Like, brown and black people are too dumb to use the internet. That's what Joe Biden said. And I know you all make circus rings. Like, well, wait a minute. No, that's what the man said. He also said we didn't have vaccines before the inauguration, which he did. So is he lying or just a gaffe? He's a gaffe. The man's a walking calf. And you all voted for an old man with dementia just because you hated Trump for no fucking reason. And again, we're back to liberals are stupid. It's a mental disorder to believe that crap. Oh, jeez. Where else do we... So, uh, stupid tweets this week isn't going to happen. If you want to find stupid tweets, just anything about Rush. I mean, I I want to kind of rename it Hurtful. What people are saying about Rush Limbaugh is... Uh, no, not what people... What the left is saying. The the tolerant left. It's shame... It's not shameful. These people feel no shame. It's just bad. I mean, there's a couple stupid tweets I could talk about. We talk about the AOC thing that's finally come out that she wasn't even in the Capitol riots and... Her Instagram, her ninety-minute Instagram, I was was just lying, but that'll never be covered. She just, she might have feared they might have made it over to her, so it's not lying. It's just uh, a different interpretation of truth. That's probably a pretty good answer for it. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, so stupid tweets. Um, whoever the ginger is, who's Biden's press check. Fuck me. Um, again, no answers. The stimulus package for two trillion. Um, the small business. Have you guys seen this small business tweet where they somebody asked what has Biden done for small business and her answers? Well, first of all, he appointed a woman secretary of small. That doesn't f- stop making. Man, woman, gay, straight, queer, brown, purple, green, tall, short, fat, skinny. None of that matters. And I don't understand why the left doesn't get that. Oh, no, because that's who they pander to. God damn it, Dutch. You should know this. Okay. I don't give a fuck (laughs) if you were man, woman, dog, chicken, fat, short, tall... I just want the best person for the job. That's it. That's all I care about is qualifications. I mean, if a woman is as good a quarterback as John Elway was, well, fuck me, let her play. But if she's not, you can't lower the standards to let her play. And just hiring a woman and... uh. Ooh. So, uh, 
I you know I talk radio all day. There's a guy who's on in the afternoon that I I think I hate listen to him, and I don't want to say him because he's a self righteous piece of shit attorney who he'd probably find this podcast and sue me over it. But it, they were talking about replacements for Rush. Let's be clear, there will be no replacement for Rush. You you can't do it. It just it won't happen. But they brought up a female, and this personality said. It's a good choice, A, because she's a woman. If that's your first option for hiring or doing anything, it other than I'm a guy and I want a girlfriend, yeah, you're fucking right. My first criteria is she's a woman. In any other thing, that should not be a criteria at all. I want to hire a plumber. What's the first question you ask yourself? I want a good plumber. Nobody says I want a black plumber, a Mexican plumber, or a woman You just want a good one. And if it just so happens that the best plumber in your area is a female, then yes, hire her and get the best plumber you can. Doctors. When you're Googling your doctors, usually you don't get a Google anymore, but do you Google best female doctor? No, let's narrow it down. Um, even for me, I'm, um, I'm into neurosurgery right now. Uh, I have some neurosurgeons I've been speaking with. When I research neurosurgeons or ask for a referral from my surgeon or anybody else, I didn't say give me the best female neurosurgeon. I just want the best neurosurgeon. I don't fucking care if it's a monkey. I want the best neurosurgeon. And to categorize people like female neurosurgeon, male, Indian, Mexican, black neurosurgeon, fuck that. Just be the best neurosurgeon. It doesn't matter what gender or race you are. And stop... Oh, but we have to play identity politics because we're the left and that's the only thing that we're good at. Do you understand that by them saying that we need more women, firefighters, police, blah, 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 we need more black lawyers, Mexican, they are marginalizing you. And we actually don't need more of them because you, the minorities only make up 20% of the population if you're black. So you should only be 20% of the workforce of lawyers or doctors, whatever. That's statistics. You can't argue with that. Oh, shit. The, is it San Francisco? Uh, it might be. So the San Francisco Board of Education or Teachers Union, or, and by the way, fuck those teachers unions. Yeah, we can talk. Okay, education. I got a second win. We could do this. So um, we are... I don't think we're in a pandemic, but they tell us we're still in a pandemic. And you know my feelings about this. I I think this has been blown out of proportion. If you got it, I'm sorry. If you didn't, I'm sorry too. Your life has been fucked. We don't stop the world for this. But the teachers unions are holding children hostage over this pandemic. Those are quotes for you guys listening on the podcast. Um, 
we're coming up on the year anniversary of 14 days to flatten the curve. So now we're just on a year of fuck us in the ass. We have ruined an entire generation of children. I mean, our future, we have literally fucked. Think about this. Your little Johnny, and you're five years old, and your first day of kindergarten starts this year, last year. I don't fucking care. And you you go up to school, and you've never been to school before. This is your first day at school. And you go to school, and your teacher greets you. And this is for the teachers that are still working. So this is a charter or a private school. This sure as fuck isn't a public school, which we'll get into. But you walk up there, and your teacher greets you with a mask over her face. And she says, hello, little Johnny, how are you doing? Welcome to the garden. What did little Johnny hear? That's what little Johnny heard. His first interaction in school, which is theoretically a defining moment of his entire life for the next 12 years, is going to be some muscle voice and you can't hear it all. And a faceless teacher. And then they strap a mask to little Johnny and all of his classmates. And you can't see him smile, you can't see him laugh, you can't see him cry or grin or frown when anything happens. You're just a faceless entity taught by a faceless entity. And that is the the defining moments, the beginning of this kid's education that's supposed to send him to a million dollar college that later will be forgiven when he gets a humanities degree and is fucked for the rest of his life. There's no... The fact that some people don't see this is baffling to me. And it's... I mean, it's entertaining because I'm, I'm going to be alright. But I do... I feel bad for a little bit because you have been misled. And it's it's horrible. But So that's it. We did the whole thing about the moms here and the fuck out of her kids. So mom and dad have scared you. Teacher has scared you. Your classmates are infectious little viruses. How do you not grow up fucked up after all this? Get your ass back to school. And now we're on to the teachers union. Listen here, fucks. You you get paid for... and. Don't get me wrong. I don't hate teachers. I hate teachers' unions. And I hate the teachers who... And I don't, actually, I hate teachers' unions. I dislike the teachers that participate in the unions. <laughs> get your ass back to work. But it's too dangerous, Dutch, and I'm scared, and those kids are going to get me coming. <laughs> you know what? The grocery store workers have been there since day one, and they don't make half what you do. That's it. There's a guy stocking a shelf at King Supers that has a more dangerous job than you do, that makes half of what you do, and his ass has been to work every day since this bullshit started. 
but you can't be bothered to go back to work because it's all about the children. No, it's not about the children. It's about you getting a paycheck for sitting at home on your ass, which is what you've been doing. Virtual teaching isn't hard. I promise you I've talked to three teachers. It's not. It is a fucking joke. And you shouldn't be paid a dime to do it because it is a fucking joke. You get your ass back to work and you do it. It If it's all about the kids, risk your goddamn life for them. Do it. Risk your life for those kids because you're so convinced that those little kids are going to give you COVID. You're going to take it home and you're going to wipe out your whole... Oh, yeah, your family of one because you're a first-year liberal right out of San Francisco University, the AOC College of I'm fucking stupid. Get your ass back to work. And then we got Fauci, who... This is all back into the education. Who gets up there and he's no longer a medical advisor. He's actually an economist. I don't know if, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but... He says that schools don't have enough money to open because they don't have proper ventilation, blah, blah. Fuck, no. It is just the teachers' unions, the scumbag pieces of shit that are ruining... And this will work for them because they have ruined an, an entire year of children that are going to have to come back and back for education. So it's an endless cycle of fuck me's. But you can't honestly think that you're in danger with a bunch of children who literally can't get COVID. Like, if you're under 16, you don't get it. <laughs> you just don't. But they're asymptomatic and it might kill me. Fine. Then retire. Don't fuck shit. Oh, no, wait. The actual facts say differently. You're not going to get sick from your second grade class. You're not going to get sick from your high school class. You know why? The uh, the current vaccine hasn't been approved for uh, people under 16. I wonder why that is. They have different immunities, Dutch. You just don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I have no idea what I'm talking about. I actually don't. But it just, I mean, what do you see? Fuck the teachers' unions. Oh, such pieces of shit. Lots of them are like... You know, we want 14 days in the state of no positive COVID tests. That'll never happen. But what what isn't being reported is, do you understand these people are making every dime dollar to their salary through this entire thing? Like, a lot of them haven't even taught online classes, but they're still making money. They're still being paid. But they're <laughs> no, they're not. Get oh, the teachers unions, bunch of scumbag piece. And if you're a teacher, and I've one on Twitter that I don't think she listens to this, but if she does, I would love to talk to her. I don't think she would, but I would, I would love to talk to her. I'll work on that. Oh, speaking of people I want to talk to, oh, all right, let's not get sidetracked. I would love to talk to her and get her opinions. And how long she was off for and still got paid. Because I'm sure she got paid through this entire pandemic. And 
not sure everybody else did. Uh, but with guest hosts, or not guest hosts, <laughs> you will never have a guest host unless I'm dead. Shit, I'm looking at this camera stuff. I look terrible. Make sure I look drunk. Um, we'll get better. We're working on all of this stuff, but you guys gotta subscribe, like, you gotta help us because I don't want to spend any money on this. I wouldn't. I'll match your money. You guys put a hundred, I'll put a hundred. Put a thousand, I'll put a thousand. You put a dollar, I'll put a thousand or a dollar, and we'll make we'll make this cool. We'll have like a stage, and you know. Um, so we're I'm working on a guest who's Twitter famous in Colorado. Uh, he and I go back a little bit, but we're gonna talk about sports, and I'm I'm gonna kind of like take his leg as legs out from under him and I'm going to uh, jam some politics into sports because you can't get the fuck away from politics ever anymore and uh, yeah we'll see what happens I, I really hope he comes on I think it'll be fun um, we go way back uh, I, I know him for personal all kinds of reasons and I hope he comes on and I hope he shares I'll work on the teacher too because that was a good idea that I just had now uh, but I hope I get the, the sports going because I would like to talk sports. It's just, there's not a lot of sports going on. And the ones that are going on are mundane and I don't fucking care. Like the NBA, I'm done with. Those guys are fucks. Hockey, I still love, you know, but the Avs were off for two weeks for bullshit COVID. They beat the Golden Knights last night, which is nice. He'll be in Tahoe to play. Um, the NFL can seriously fuck off. I have no interest in that anymore. Uh, but I do want to talk to this person about... Because he still loves the NFL. And I do I check in every once in a while. Uh, baseball started. So we will talk a lot of baseball. It will solely be Cardinals and shitting on the Rockies. If anybody else wants to chime in, though, I'd love to talk your team with you. We don't have to use your name. You don't actually have to be on the video. It'd be great if you were, but if you don't want to, we can. But right now, just politics dominates so much of everything. Sport, blah, everything. That's kind of what we're talking about. So, uh... I mean, with the end of this... You guys know the drill. The social media. At Dutch the Beast. At Dutch in Denver. In the letter. Not the I-N. Unless you're on anything else. Twitter. Anchor. Apple. All those. Is Dutch in Denver with the I. Um, but on Twitter. It's Dutch and no I. Like. Subscribe. Talk to me. Reach out. Do something. You know, let's let's interact. I think it'd be fun. I I might yell at you. I might not. We could have. We could be best friends. We probably, if you're hot, we'd probably get married. Um, and I will just, I'll close this the way I started. I mean, Rush Limbaugh meant a lot to me. He meant a lot to a lot of people. And I'm I'm sorry that he's dead, but. I believe he's in heaven and he's at peace right now 
and he's looking down just waiting for somebody else but uh rest in peace Rush Limbaugh love you brother